Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on episode 24, season three of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. Evening, Richie. Uh, well, another embarrassing Warriors effort and a colourful Ricky Stewart post-match interview. However, there were also some good games of footy to get us through the weekend, but how are you going? Yeah, good, Brad. You weak gutted dog. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. D- disappointing Warriors performance, wasn't it? Well, we'll cover it off some more in the reviews, but um, yeah, that was the low point for me. Otherwise, uh, there was quite a few enjoyable games on the weekend. Yeah, we I'm sorry, Richie, but you need to you need to apologise now. And uh, just what, he, <laughs> what he what he said to your kid a decade ago, and he hasn't <laughs> clearly he's let it go and moved on in his life. But so yes, no, can't can't have that kind of behaviour on here. You know, you'll, you'll get banned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, while we're live here on Wednesday evenings, 8 p.m., you can also catch our show at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Um, just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week, a review of Round 21, and our picks. We'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys as well as some questions we got for each other. Um, we'll then make a preview of Round 22, make our tips, and then end the night with a recap of the Super League. So remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show, and we may as well just jump straight in, Richie. Sounds um, good to me. I know everyone's talking about Ricky, but I've got one little one first. Um, the Warriors Members Forum is tomorrow night. Um, it's the little get-together the, the club has for the members where they um, apologise for the season and promise that good things <laughs> are coming. Um, we haven't got to have one of these in a while. I think the last – I was looking back on it, Richie. The last time we actually had one – that we got to go to in person, um, you and I went, and that was the night or the day that Sean Johnson was announced to have left the club. Yeah. Um, which made it a, a bit more of an interesting forum, at least we thought it would be, because immediately they said, we're not going to talk about that. Um, move on. Um, but, yeah, it, I'll, I'll go. So um, we'll have some interest, hopefully some little tidbits we can talk about next week. But um, I'll take the little notepad and and make some notes and see what happens. Um, but yeah, we'll get on to the big topic now. Um, Ricky Stewart had a go at um, 
Jermaine Salmon. Um, I think that's how you pronounce his name. In his press conference, calling him a weak gutted dog. Um, the NRLs fined him 25k and banned him for a week. Um, everyone probably knows my thoughts on it, but we may as well go with you. What What are your thoughts? You don't You don't think it's that bad, do you? No, not at all. Um, um, yeah, Ricky's known to be a bit of a hothead in press conferences after a loss. Be realistic. Yeah. Be realistic. He's probably taken a couple of steps over the line. Um, you know, it's it's he's meant to be a coach and a leader of of the Raiders outfit. Uh, it's one thing, sort of um, dissecting a loss in a, in a sort of better way, but to have a sort of have a go at an at an individual um, for something that happened apparently when he was eleven or twelve years old. So he's essentially just had a go at a kid. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a bit, a bit over the line, in my opinion, e- even though you probably don't think it's that bad. It was a masterstroke. It was a masterstroke. <laughs> Diverted away from about, the loss. Are we talking about one of the worst Raiders performances of the year? No, no we're, we're not. not. All we're talking we're about is Ricky having a go at a kid. That, um, yeah. Yeah. He yeah he went over the line. He's been punished, and yeah, like Jacko said, he's a tipstick who holds grudges against twelve year old kids. Yeah, like ten years ago, I yeah taking all the facetiousness out of it, you know, he went across the line, but he got what he wanted, you know, done, which was avoiding talking about his team not performing. Um, you know, you and think that's you think that's what it was. Hundred percent. He did. You look at most of the biggest blowups Ricky's had the Raiders have performed really badly and it's diverting all the attention away. Um, I think I saw somewhere, I don't have it here, but he's been fined like over a hundred grand in his yeah. time as coach. Um, so it's, you know, at least he gets paid well. Um, I guess, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't want to, I, I couldn't be a coach on what I earn and saying what he gets away with, but um, yeah, he shouldn't have said it. Um, I'm, he, he apologized, but he didn't really apologize. He kind of said, I'm sorry for saying it where I said it, <laughs> not for saying it, um, which kind of sounds like an apology I would make. But, um, yeah. Do you think the – clearly fines don't work with Ricky. You know, as I said, he, he's already got over 100000 worth of fines, and he still makes these um, interesting comments. Um, do you think a, a weak ban's enough? Um, when I look at what he normally says, I normally don't have too much of a problem with what he normally says. Um, you know, he comes across a bit sour grapes normally after a loss, but I think he's just expressing himself, um, the way he feels at the time. And if you can't do that, what's the point of a press conference? I think this time in particular, though, he's 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 attacked an individual and for some history when they were, were were a child. So probably the circumstances are a little bit different. I don't know if a week's enough. I'm, I'm not too sure how far do you take it. I mean, what does that, what does that mean? He's not allowed to go to the game? or um, From it? what I understand, he's not allowed to go to the game and he's not allowed contact with the team. Mm, okay. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was more of a question for you as a father um, if – you know, a coach came out and said stuff like that about your kid from like when they were pretty much the, the age your kids are now, um, you know, in 10 years time, if they had a go at your son, um, 
it'd probably right. be warranted, but yeah, um, it's probably not anything I wouldn't say myself. No, but all, <laughs> in all seriousness, yeah, it, it wouldn't be nice. And um, yeah, Salmon's family probably have every right to feel aggrieved because he's essentially Ricky's defamed him in a very public forum, you know. So um, it's a it's a tricky one. He can apologize, but it doesn't really take away what he's already said in one of the most public forums he has available to him. Yeah, I just, I, I'm not Australian. Uh, I see Mark's in the comments said, does Ricky pay the fines or do the Raiders pay it? I honestly don't know. But I, is wet gut a dog like a really bad thing to say? I, I don't even know what that means. Um, I think it, like, I think a dog in Australian is, is yeah, it's not, it's not nice, put it that way. Yeah. But then they say the, then they call each other c words and that, that that's just like a term of that's, endearment. So that's saying hello, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's an interesting language. Um, yeah, and Jacko said Montoya got four weeks for a slurry at felt. Ricky got off lightly. Yeah, I think they're different levels. Um, in today's day and age, what they said, like the fact, I think the the biggest thing you can say about the difference of those is that when Montoya's one did went around, you haven't heard that. Um, part of the game replayed on radio and in news where everybody has got little um, little clips of what Ricky said. And yet TK said it was a dog act. That's, yeah, the the guy had kicked the guy in the balls and, mm. and then got him in the face. Um, yeah. I'd be a bit aggrieved as well. Um, I, I could see some people saying, um, you know, would be potentially upset if he didn't stick up for his um his player i don't know it's you think, you think there was intent there because league players pick uh, up tackles all the time come on are you saying you've never been in that situation and saw a, a slot at the goals open and you just took a a, pretense, <laughs> a, a little go i know um, your answer to that <laughs> i think there was a bit uh, i think i think the the kick out that went to the groin was probably more direct than the uh, the tap to the head after. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that one was completely. Um, uh, Jack, I said different levels. You met Ricky's a head coach. Montoya's an average player. I mean, they're different level in terms of the word used. Um, but yeah, we're we're going on really long on that one. But yeah, um, <laughs> we'll call it a spade a spade. Richie, you you as a father don't like it. I have no issue with it. Um, but yeah. <laughs> It is what it is. Um, going back to the Warriors for a second, though, um, we talked about it last week about the uh, the rumor mill around um, Alessi Katoa. Um, he has now been granted an early release from the Warriors. Um, he's going to leave at the end of the season and join um, the Storm on a two year deal. Um, they had a stat in the press release from the Warriors that he's played forty two games for the Warriors um, so far. Um, there's still a few games left, and all but one of those have been played in Australia. Um, there was, there's been a, a few rumours which have been um, squashed a little bit today about Isaiah Papali'i. Um, I know your question is about that, so we won't cover that too much here. But um, what's your take on Katoa you know, getting granted an early release and ending up at a place like the Storm? Clearly... Um, that kind of shows the potential he has, in my opinion, that the Storm, mm. you know, wasted no time offering mm. him a deal. Yeah, 
my I would have loved to have seen him stay on and and us sort of persist with him and maybe utilize him a bit better. I feel like he probably hasn't been utilized in the correct way um, the past season or so. Um, I've got the feeling he's going to go to the storm where they tend to get the best out of people and he's going to love life out on an edge, um, probably score quite a few tries and do a lot of damage. And yeah, <laughs> then we won't know how to feel about it. Yeah, and um, Paul's asking in the background, was he tapped by the Storm and so asked for a lease? That could be the case, but I'd be questioning Warriors management there that if potentially a team like the Storm have like cherry-picked one of your players in your roster that they want, that's probably more reason to go, this kid's probably got more than what we're getting out of him, we should persevere. So um, either way you slice uh, any way you slice it, I think it was... Um, a bad call and yeah mark said like the warriors tried to bulk him up and turn him into a middle forward um under the nathan brown regime and i think that was his downfall um in his terms of his up and down performance this year um they were trying to make him the player he wasn't and um yeah it's it's just like the papali'i situation um the warriors were trying to turn papali'i into a player that he wasn't he went off to another team that used them the way he should, and he flourished. And I think we're going to see that here. And um, very disappointed as a Warriors fan, but as a very big Katoa fan, I'm really excited for what's going to happen with him. I think um, he's just going to go to another level at Melbourne. And I, as much as I'd love him to do that here, um, it's not on the cards anymore. And I think the biggest thing we've got to remember is he's ups, he's got ups and downs, but... He's still very young and experienced. You know, he basically came straight from rugby union and rather than learning the game, he got thrown in and made his mm. debut um, straight in first grade. And he's been learning as he goes, um, which isn't a desirable way for a, a professional athlete to learn the, their trade. But um, I think he's done very well so far with um, the the trials that the Warriors have put him under. Um yeah, but it'll be interesting to see how he goes next year at Melbourne. I think I think he'll do well there. Um, the Australians that I've listened to that aren't involved with the Warriors um, are very excited about it. Um, they think their Melbourne have got themselves a winner. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to to see how it goes next year. That's for sure. Um, I've got a bigger one here. NRL officials are poised to meet with the New South Wales government in a bid. I'm going to read it all here because there's a lot. Um, a bid to try and keep the grand final in Sydney. The NRL had signed a deal to keep the finals in Sydney until 2042 with a $800 million upgrade of a core stadium. That rebuild was delayed and a portion of the money um, was to be redirected to suburban grounds. And since then, they NRL have been told that this is no longer a priority which has led to a battle between both sides with the NRL threatening to take the match to Queensland if the government does not action their part of the agreement. What's your take on that, Richie? Um, I know there was a lot of talk a few weeks ago about not wanting to get politics involved in the NRL, but we've got the politicians battling with the NRL right now. Um, personally, I have no connection to the grand final being in Sydney or Queensland, so it doesn't worry me. I just want the Warriors to bloody be in it. But, um. <laughs> Mate, you just took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say, I don't really care. 
yeah. it doesn't affect me. I don't live there. I watch it on TV from the comfort of my living room uh, with a beer in hand either way. Um, Queensland got a grand final. They did a really great job with it. So unless it was in New Zealand or the Warriors were there, it, it could be on Mars, mate. I'm still going to watch it. I was going to say, yeah, should, should it be rotated around, say, Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, and Auckland? Yeah, uh, I would love, I would love um, an NFL-style approach where, like, every year it's played in a different location and they've been given a year to prepare for it and, and stuff. But they want the most bums on seats, so they, they stick with those big stadiums um, in Sydney. Um, Suncorp's, you know, not not a little stadium by any means. So I think you'll just see it there. In terms of time zones, they would never bring it to New Zealand, um, even if they got offered all the money in the world. Um, but yeah, I if um, I think Simon had put in there, there's a change of premiers in New South Wales who has different priorities, which has caused this hiccup. So um, that's up to, you know, if they don't want to play ball, then yeah, it's not like the NRL is going to get a... Um, a tiny crowd show up in Brisbane. Um, so I would take it to Suncorp. Um, but yeah, that's all I had on that, unless you had anything. Um, oh yeah, and uh, Mark's also mentioned Leichhardt Oval was part of the proposed upgrades and it had a major collapse last week. Yeah, yeah I saw the video of that. Um, that's where crazy. One, of the, one of the fronts of the um, stand came down and mm. all the fans fell out. Um, but yeah, I guess... You know, people aren't used to many uh, fans showing up. Oh, look at that comment there. Brad's a fan of that comment. Best comment of the night. <laughs> Eden Park sucks. Um, yeah, it's a horrible <laughs> stadium. Um, be better if they just bulldozed it, um, Paul. It's not like the All Blacks can perform in it anymore. Um, getting away from from League Talk for a second. <laughs> that's, the one place, that's the one place the All Blacks have won this year, Brad. Yeah, yeah, that's so, yeah the, the, the garden, as I like to call it. Oh, look, it's, it, it's, it's, it's not a very good stadium. The only decent stadium in New Zealand at the moment is Forsyth Park. That's been blunt. All the others are uh, old and crap didn't need replacing, or they try to be cricket grounds and rugby grounds, and it yeah. don't work. So Forsyth Park is the only, the only decent gate stadium in, in New Zealand, in my opinion. Um, yeah. As far as sizable stadiums go. There's, there's some yeah. small stadiums, provincial stadiums, but the um, but yeah. But yeah, so I think um, yeah, it's it's always going to be between uh, the big one in Sydney or Suncorp. So um, we'll keep an eye on the ground. We we might get some news about the upcoming grand final moving to Queensland again. So we'll see. And Jacko said AB's losing has taken heat off Warriors in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, um, they're kind of taking a bit of the sting off. Um, what's been a, a very disappointing season again. Um, yeah, and Simon said the guy running for Mir and Auckland said they should build a waterfront stadium. I think that's what they should have done um, back when they first talked about it. I think it would have been good, but people still had that Eden Park's the home, rah, 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 rah. Mm. But, um, yeah, the only difference is that means I'd have to travel into the waterfront to potentially watch my Warriors games, and I hate going into the city. So, um yeah, we'll keep an eye on um, what happens with the grand final location situation and keep you guys up to date. Uh, next bit of news, we had former Shark Bronson um, Cherry, Sherry, how do you say his name, Richie? Bronson Sherry, Sherry? Sherry, I probably got it wrong. He's three months away from being able to sign with an NRL club to return 
in 2024 um, after his um, his ban expires. Rumours are that several clubs are interested in him. Do you think it's been too long um, for him, or do you think he, he'll slot right back in? He's still very young. I was just going to say, that, that feels like it's gone by quickly. Um, yeah. He is very young, and, and um, from what you know, we saw of him before his ban, he's a very good athlete. I don't know how much of that was due to the reason he was banned, but um, uh, yeah, I think he'd still be able to make a good run of things if he were to come back. He'd come out as slow as me. You watch, yeah, not enhanced. So yeah, he'd be no a, more shell of, veins. a shell of his former self. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm sure he'll be a handy pickup, um, Mark. Mark said the Roosters will probably have a few mil to sign him. Yeah, they have plenty of room. And um, Jack said he looks like he's been on the steroids real muscled up. Yeah, it, he's always going to have that on his um, – I know I'm looking to check. I'm writing Simon's picks. Um, he'll, he's always going to get that side eye now. Like if he mm. looks in, in good shape, everyone's going to be saying he's on the juice. You know he's going to have the random drug tests, you know, probably almost every week. Um, but that's – kind of the ongoing punishment you get if you want to cheat the system so i don't have any sympathy for him but if he sign gets signed to a deal i'm sure he'll crush it he he definitely as you said how much of it was natural how much of it wasn't he looked like a hell of a talent um back when he was with the sharks beforehand but um hey we need yeah. some centers here <laughs> yeah um, knowing how we are, we unless he's in his late thirties, we're probably not going to try to sign him. Um, yeah. But continuing with the signing talks, it hasn't been one hundred percent confirmed yet. But Wigan star Bevan French is close <clears throat> to signing with the Knights on a three-year deal. Um, they talks within the club is they still want Ponga to be their fullback. So where would you put Bevan French, who is a notable fullback, if they're not going to move Ponga into the halves? Well, you wouldn't move Ponga, would you? I think no. fullback's Ponga's best position. Um, we've seen Bevan French play on the wing as well. So yeah, that that's one possibility, although... I like yeah. their wingers at the moment, though. Yeah, kind of got good size and speed about them at the moment, don't they, on the wings? But um, yeah, I'm not too sure, mate, unless he was to play a sort of bench utility role. Because um, yeah. I know he, he covers a, a fair few positions. But why would you go to the Knights, leaving the the amazing team that's Wigan? I don't understand. But um, I he could just go from one Warriors to the another, in my opinion. Just come down here. Um, I'd love to have him at fullback for the Warriors in in New Zealand. But how many um, fullbacks do you want? Oh, we we how many? Look, New South Wales have you know six or seven <laughs> fullbacks. Why can't we? Um, but um. Going to the Knights to get silverware. What, what silverware do the Knights have, Paul? Is that the wooden uh, silverware or yeah, <laughs> of the wooden um, spoon variety? But, yeah, I'm sure he, he'll do great. I think um, he was really up and down in the NRL before, um, but he's kind of found his groove in the Super League. I know it's – I don't like saying it's the lesser competition, but let's be realistic, it, it kind of is. Yeah. Um, so it's always hard to gauge, but he seems to have matured into a decent footballer, and I'm sure he'll he'll add um, a lot of upside to whatever team he ends up with. But yeah, going to the Knights wouldn't be my first place. Um, 
to sign with, but they potentially might be the only ones in the NRL that are actually interested right now. So um, we'll we'll go with them. Um, next bit of news I have is an interesting one. I, I wasn't going to cover it, but um, the NRLW is coming back soon. So I thought we may as well get in there. Um, a Titans NRLW player, Tan, Tasman Gray, um, believes that the new NRLW judiciary process is unfair with players able to be suspended for three games now. She was quoted saying, it's disrespectful to adopt a model that treats the NRLW the same to the NRL when it comes to sanctions. I tend to agree depending on what the players being, um, what they've done, but um, a three-game ban is effectively like a nine-week ban in the NRL due to the mm. season length. Um, what's your take on it? it? It all, like, what we see a three-week ban for in the NRL, um, we wouldn't, we don't really see that a lot in the NRLW, but it, it's... Mm. It's a hard line. I, I'd expect them to have the same punishment if they were the same length, but I think it should be adjusted in comparison. Yeah, percentage-wise, eh? I mean, you're right. You look at the NRLW season. How many games is it, Brad? Do you know? Is it, It's between 6 to 10, isn't it? It's, it's far less. I think um, so. So you cop a grade 3 and, say, in men's NRL, that's what? Four to six weeks. That's yeah. that's pretty much your whole season gone in the NRLW. So, well, in theory, you would flow on to the following season, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, from that that point of view, it's it's not the same thing. Um, yeah, so much. Much as five game season, there you go. Yeah. So it's even less. Um, so if you copped a bad, a bad, uh, if you did a bad high tackle and copped a grade three, that's your season gone. Yeah, um, and and. The other point is a lot of the women in the NRLW um, work actual work jobs as well, you know, and take time off their jobs to to accommodate the NRLW season. So imagine um, shifting your life around like that, copying a big band, and your season's gone. Yeah. So um, I hope they they have some fine tuning on it. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was an interesting tidbit. But we'll keep with the Titans for my last bit of the news before we go into Casualty Ward. Um, they have signed Rooster Sam Ferrells on a two-year deal, um, joining Kieran Foran and Jaden Campbell in the spine next year. Um, I say their their spine's starting to look a lot better. Um, you throw in, you know, Tino and you know, um, one or two really good games from David Fafita. The Titans might actually do okay next year potentially. Yeah, potentially. I mean, it depends. We've seen what it's like with the Bulldogs when you when you change a lot of a roster around. Um, they started the season this season really poorly. It's taken them a fair while to warm up and a coach sacking for them to warm up. Um, yeah, so uh, the potential will be there. It just depends how long that team ke- before that team chemistry kicks in. Yeah, um, I still I still see a few holes in their roster. Um, to turn them into a really sort of top tier team, so we don't want uh, them to be top tier, though, Richie. No, we um, don't. I mean, it, anything's going to be an improvement from where they're sitting this year, isn't it? Well, that's true. That that's a very facetious way of looking at it for yeah. the last place team. But um, we'll go into the uh, casualty ward now. Um, I've only picked three that I really thought um, interest me. I guess you could say. Um, first up is uh, Tiger Ken Mamalo. 
Um, he's got a suspected, uh, suspected PCL injury. Scans are going to be done to see the severity and length of time um, of the pitch that may be required, but his season potentially could be over. Um, so very disappointing there. Continuing with season enders, um, warrior Ronald Volkman is having shoulder surgery and is going to miss the rest of the season. I think I saw the NRL physio said it's generally a three to five month recovery time, which means he will be set to come back for round one of next season for the Warriors. And the last one um, is Jerome Hughes. He's having scans on his shoulder um, as they believe he suffered a shoulder subluxation, which is a partial or incomplete dislocation. Um, mm. Positive signs will lead to him only having one to two weeks away. A negative scan could see him miss the rest of the season and the World Cup. Mm. Um, nothing official yet, but it sounds like um, it's the positive side of things, which is great for the Storm, but even better for us Kiwis for the World Cup. Mm. But um, what's your take on those three injuries that I handpicked out of a lot of them that there were this week? Yeah, I heard Hughes wasn't on the serious side of things, which is, yeah, great for us. Positive for the Storm as well because they could really do with a, a break with in the injuries. Um, they've been hit hard with the injury stick this year. Uh, surprised you didn't put Booth, Booth from the the hooker from the Titans. Did you see I his? You yeah. didn't care, eh? No, I, I didn't care. Was, <laughs> did you see the photo, though? His, his legs yeah. sort of all twisted around. I think, I think it's... It's come out. He's done has done his ACL, MCL, and PCL, and it's going to be about a nine months to twelve. Nine to 12 yeah, months. Mark Mark said yeah, it's an ACL, MCL, and P. Yeah, um, yeah. So out for twelve months. All the letters of the alphabet. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that's a, that was a shocker. I thought. Yeah, um, very unfortunate. So was, was this the guy who's gone on on Twitter saying um, Fox NRL, please stop showing my leg getting broken all the time? It's um, uh, it, it, it's not happy for me and my family. I, so, someone's gone on and said that recently, uh, saying, look, yeah, stop showing the injury. It's not fun. Um, oh, I don't know. I didn't catch that. I'm not sure. It, it'd be either him or Jackson Hastings, because um, I know they were showing Hastings' leg break a lot. Um, but, yeah, that's all I had for the injury um, corner. There were a few more. Joe Tuppany is missing this week due to a rib injury and stuff, but I went for the ones that were kind of a bit bigger than a week. Um, so we'll go to Naughty Boy Corner because there's lots. Um, the the Melbourne Storm somehow found a way to get fined again. Um, but that's only because they got a Kiwi back out there uh, in Brandon Smith. What Nelson's a Kiwi too, so that has no statement. But um, the, the biggest one was Tarek Sims. Um, he had a grade three careless high tackle. He's pled guilty and is suspended for four matches, which has ended his time as a dragon. Yeah. Um, he is another one I forgot was going to Melbourne. So they're going to have Katoa and Sims. So um, not, bad. not bad replacements for the players that are leaving. Um, James Fisher-Harris has got two matches for a grade three Keyless high tackle as well. Uh, a big loss for the Panthers when you think that they've lost their spine too. Losing the best prop in the game isn't isn't that great. Um, the rest are all fines. We've got um, Joseph Tuppany. Um, not only is he missing this week, but he has got a $3,000 fine for a crusher tackle. Um, Taniela Otokolo from the Warriors, um, he was out there for five minutes, but he got a $1,500 fine for a crusher tackle. Um, Brandon Smith got an $1,800 fine for a grade one dangerous contact. And then Jermaine Salmon got $1,000 
for grade one contrary conduct for kicking. Um, for being a weak gutted dog. For being a weak gutted dog, yes. <laughs> um, for for kicking kicking a poor raider in, in the uh, testicles. So um, that's all we had for Naughty Boy Corner. Um, a lot of fines. Your take, Paul. Uh, not on that, but I, I found the uh, the tweet I was talking about. So Jackson Hastings oh, yeah. apparently is the one that's yeah. reached out and said, yeah, please stop showing it. Um, yeah. They were showing it every five seconds. Um, but, yeah, unfortunate for him. But we may as well get into uh, the round, Richie, round 21, which means that you get to take over. Oh, cool. Um, so I'll leave it with you. Just, just as he opens a beer. Yeah. <laughs> you caught that? I thought I was being subtle. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, so Thursday night, we had the Roosters getting up over the Broncos, 34 to 16. Six tries to three for the Roosters, Paul Momorowski, Nat Butcher with a double, Angus Crichton, Luke Carey, and Joseph Suwali. Uh, for the Broncos, Corey Oates with a double, and Kurt Capewell. Um, yeah, the Broncos hitting the skids a little bit, Brad, um, and, and my Roosters um, get, getting the cash here. What did you think of it? Yeah, I thought it was a good performance from the Roosters. Not perfect, um, mm. but um, yeah, I'd take a, a performance like that over what our team delivers at the moment. But mm. big ups need to go to Victor Radley. Um, guy was in the wars. Was um, he kept ever. fighting. Um, he, he only got through 49 minutes, but um, yeah, busting himself open on a hit-up um, with blood going everywhere um, kind of brought a tear to my eye. It's like the good old days. Um mm. But, yeah, thought he was um, tremendous out there. The Roosters looked strong in the first half, and that's where um, most of the damage was done. Um, they did drop a level in the second half, but still kept some tries coming through. Um, Roosters forwards, they were a menace all night, and that allowed James Tedesco to just cause plenty of headaches for the Broncos. Mm. Um, halves looked better um, this week. I, I was a bit, you know, umming and ahhing about them last week, saying that they just seemed to have more direction when Manu was um, in the house, but they looked better here. Um, they just the Roosters will need to ensure that they keep pressure on for an entire 80 if they want to go deep in the playoffs. Um, for the Broncos, they'll be disappointed, obviously. Um, a nice double from Corey Oates there, but I thought celebrating his second try like he'd won the game um, when his side <laughs> was down. Um, they were still miles behind on the scoreboard, probably wasn't the best look. Um, I think I could compare it to the Warriors game where Sean Johnson scored a try, scored it, got up and got ready to kick. It's like, there's no need to celebrate. We're behind yeah. here. Um, but Kurt Capewell and Payne Haas, I thought, were the best on the park for Brisbane. Mm. Uh, it's kind of always the case when it comes to those two. They just couldn't defend. I think I've got it here. They had 47 missed tackles, yeah. which is bottom of the ladder material. Um, so they're going to need to work on that before playoffs if they actually want to be competitive. Yeah, agree completely. Because I think... If the Roosters had been on their A game, they could have they could have done more damage. I, I think the Roosters played really well in patches, but even they made yeah. fourteen. They had fourteen errors and had a far worse completion rate than the Broncos did. So, yeah, um, if they were firing on all cylinders, they could have put forty fifty on them. Yeah, it could have been worse. So, um, I'm not too sure who that bodes well for. I mean, the Roosters getting a big win, I guess, and and not being completely completely top tier form. Um, They've still got a bit of room to improve, which has got to be good for them heading towards finals. Yeah. 
Um, the next game was Friday night's game, the Storm over the Titans, 32 to 14. Six tries to three for the Storm. Xavier Coates, Cam Munster with a hat trick, Kenny Bromwich and young Tuna Mapia. And the Titans, Bo Fermor, Herman Essie and Brian Kelly. Um, yeah, again, um, Storm showing a bit more this this week, Brad, and, and Cam Munster, obviously fantastic with a hat trick. But, I mean, a couple of those tries were pretty easy. It kind of tells me a bit about the Titans' defense and, and where they're at as well. So it's hard to read how good the Storm actually were or whether some of that was how poor the Titans are traveling. Yeah, I think the Storm looked like they're going back to normal um, after that that little lull. And, um, but Cam Munster, he had a great night returning to his old role of fullback. Um, he scored those three tries and was consistently inserting himself into the attack which was just causing the Titans all sorts of problems. Um, I don't really have much to say about the the Storm, really. A solid performance all round with all the stars doing what they do. I thought Nofaluma had a solid debut. Um, yeah. Getting to experience a win, he doesn't get a lot of those, so um, that'll be great for him there. Um, the injury to Hughes could throw a spanner in the works the next couple of weeks, but um, especially we saw how poor they were last time he didn't play. Um so that will be um, hard for them because they've got a bit of a tough match this week. But, um, yeah, I'm sure they'll keep moving forward. You know, even when they're in that losing patch, you said you can never write them off. It's just it's just who they are. You know that, you know, even whenever you're playing the Storm, it's going to be tough. Um, but, yeah, not much to say really about the Titans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Either they're just another team that can't tackle. They miss 50. Um, yeah. Big Tino was the star <laughs> for them once again. Um, David Fafita showed some improvement. Um after last week, but he's still well off the pace. Um, that's expected from him, and it's been a long season for the Gold Coast, and I don't see the last month getting any easier. Hmm. Um, could could set up a hell of a bludger of a game in the, the last round against the Warriors. <laughs> it could. It could. Do you think, um, having seen David Nofaluma, um enjoying his night out for the Storm, do you... you can you see him going back to the Tigers or trying to get out and, and permanently move, make a permanent move with the Storm? I, I just think at the Tigers, they've kind of preferred Naden and Kim Malmolo on the wings, so it's opened the door for Norfolk Luma to go there on this loan. Do you think he'll get the taste of it and want to stay? 
potentially, I, why would you want to go back? Um, <laughs> and to being brutally honest, um, it's not like the Tigers are, you know, on the verge of becoming the next big team in the in the next couple of years. They might surprise us and do start doing better under under Sheens and Benji. But um, yeah, it's kind of been painted that they they're not really looking at using them as much anymore. So mm. if the if the Storm are interested in keeping them, I'm sure there'll be some deal. Um, it all it'll all depend on him. If Craig Bellamy doesn't like the cut of his jib, he's not going to be a Storm player for long. Mm. Um, so yeah, it'll, it'll go. Or maybe this will be what he needs to mature and become the player that the Tigers want him to be. It, it's you just don't know. But yeah, I can just envision at the end of the year, um, Nofaluma hugging onto Bellamy's leg, crying, saying, "I don't want to go. Let me stay." Um, we'll we'll see what happens there it's going to be interesting um that's i suppose always the curly question when it comes to loaning a player that still has years on at the end um yeah but yeah we'll see all right the next friday night game Parramatta getting up over manly 36 to 20 it was seven tries to three with mike acevo grabbing a double tom opachich wonga blake Clint Gutherson, Will Penasini, and Dylan Brown all scoring tries. Three tries for Manly, uh, Kola, Saab, and Christian Tuipolotu. Um, yeah, it was 14 all at halftime, Brad. I thought it was, it was pretty competitive, and, and Manly showed flashes of what they can do. But, yeah, the Eels, I thought, were were pretty professional in closing this one out um, without Mitch Moses. And I thought um, coach's son, Jake, Jake Arthur, did a solid job in his in his absence. So maybe the para fans can stop booing him for a week or two. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I thought the Eels were pretty good. Right. I, I told you last week, and you laughed at me, I said that the Eels would not miss Mitchell Moses because he doesn't do anything. He's a flat-track bully, and we saw that here. Um, they, they, The Eels continue to ruin my picks. I'm sick of them. Um, yeah. I think I, I don't know if I've got a single Eels game right this year. I probably got one or two. But um, every time I think they're going to lose, they win. Every time I think they're going to win, they're going to lose. So... It was a good performance from them. Um, big praise needs to go to Jake Arthur, Dylan Brown, and Clint Gutherson. Mm-hmm. Um, as yeah, as I've got in my notes here, they didn't miss Mitchell Moses at all. Um, but I already covered that. The the forwards kept Manly on the back foot all night, and it was the kind of performance the Eels need to keep delivering. And I feel like I say that every second week on the show. It's like, mm-hmm. this is what they need to do to keep winning. It's just they don't do it the next week. At least they got two in a row this week. Uh, you know, they got two wins on the trot. Um Manly just didn't show up in the second half, um, which is really disappointing to see them drop off with a top eight spot on the line. Um, they really mm. needed this win if they wanted to stay in the in the hunt. Um, Jason Saab was a highlight for them, um, but they just made too many errors in the end of it. Um, they do have the Titans this week, um, but the following three matches are all going to be tough. So this, yeah. this loss here may have blown their chance at the finals. Um, you know, they, they might still squeak in, but they really needed this one. Um, you should tick down they're going to beat the Titans, um, but the next three after that, they could lose all of them. But they essentially probably, much like the Raiders, who we'll talk about later on, um, they essentially have to win all four games if they want a shot, um, which 
Um, I don't know how Manly fans will feel about it. That's kind of how the Warriors are most years, where we got like we got to win every game um, to to make it. So I I feel their pain. Um, but yeah, disappointing night. And uh, how much or was there any sort of talk, I guess, around uh, disunity within the camp? Um, did the play did the players who missed the previous week come back and perform, or or, or was there a, 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 a divide? Uh, in um, the camp that was that kind of was talked about a little bit last week. I don't think because there was a I don't think there was a visible divide, um, but yeah, I don't think it, cu- it could have. I don't think it would have helped their um, their momentum over the past couple of weeks for sure. Because Brad mentions this is probably a missed opportunity. You could say that last week as well with with the seven players um, opting out of the game. The past couple of weeks has been a pretty big missed opportunity for Manly to solidify their spot in the eight. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, we may as well go on to the game we don't want to talk about, Richie. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> Saturday, the first game of Super Saturday, the Rabbitohs over the Warriors, 48-10. to 10. Eight, It is very painful to talk about. Eight tries to two. Lachlan Ilias, Damien Cook, Tavita Totolo, Keon Kolomatangi, Latrell Mitchell with a double, Alex Johnston and Isaac Thompson were all the tries for the Rabbitohs. Two tries for the Warriors. Uh, Ed Cossey keeping up his try-scoring form. And Sean Johnson. Not a lot of highlights for the Warriors, Brad. Um, writing was on the wall very early. Very porous defence from the Warriors. Uh, holes everywhere. Poor tackle attempts. Um, can't do that against this Rabbitoh side with Latrell back. They j- Once you let them get ahead of steam up there, the tough to stop. Yeah, I came into this match very optimistic before team name Tuesday. Um, mm. Going, the Warriors would lose this game by like maybe twelve. You know, they'll they'll give them a run. Um, and then I saw the the team naming and went, uh, okay, it might be maybe twenty. Um, but yeah, they. I question, as I said, I question the team selection as Stacy's gamble blew up in everyone's face. Um, the team had no cohesion with all these changes and they were turn styles on defense. Um, if I wasn't writing the match report, um, I would have changed the channel. It was that horrible to watch. And I've watched some horrible games. Um, it just looked like most of the, the squad had thrown in the towel in the first 10 minutes, to be blunt. Um, if I want to praise people, I thought Reese Walsh, Jack Murchie and Ed Cossey had some good moments, um, but the Warriors' poor defence meant that they spent most of the game either under the post or stuck deep in their own half, um, which, you know, you're not going to win football that way. Um, yeah, that wooden spoon is looking like a possibility again. I, I thought we got away from that talk, but it, it's creeping back. I think Jacko commented earlier saying um, the wooden spoon grand final on the 3rd of September. Um, that very much is looking like it could be a possibility. Um, which is never a great prospect. But um, for the Rabbitohs, they actually were here. Um, they didn't really get the level of competition um, that they deserved in this match, but they made the most of it. They looked great. Cameron Murray Amazing. was, um, yeah, probably one of his best games in a long time, um, which is impressive enough for him because he set such a tall bar. But, you know, he set up the first three tries um, in this match. Latrell Mitchell continues his fine form. And thankfully for us Warriors fans, the Rabbitohs took him off 
early and gave him a rest. Um, otherwise, I think the scores would have kept going up. Um, just a near complete performance from the Rabbitohs, and I'm starting to believe the hype in them again. Um, and yeah, sorry, Jacko says sorry, but Stacey and Morgan have to be cut from the coaching first grade team. There mm. was a, a new segment on New Zealand Herald that's behind a paywall because they love to hurt me. But it sounds like um, Stacey and Morgan are going to be kept in the coaching rotation with Andrew Webster. So um, not the news everyone wants to hear. And I'm sure there'll be a few questions about it tomorrow night at the forum. But um, yeah, just a great performance from the Rabbitohs. And I want to apologize to Rabbitohs fans that my Warriors team decided not to show up and um, make it a competitive outing. Just pull out your wallet, pull out your wallet, Brad. Get behind that NZ Herald paywall. I, I don't have the money, you know. Um, <laughs> if anyone wants to donate money to me, I always take it, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I got to keep buying these these expensive pops behind me, um, so that that money has to go there instead of getting use. And you can support the uh, the, the, the channel through Patreon.com forward slash Yes, great segue. support us and hey. Couple of you sign up, and I'll uh, yeah, we'll, we'll send Brad the cash to uh, to get past yeah, there you go. Real articles and news. <laughs> give Paul money, and then he can give me money, um, so I can read the news. I was hoping someone would um, release it for us. Mm. <laughs> and Jacob said I've ruined his night. Um, yeah, so um, I've it shows you a snippet. So I'm going off off script here. Um, so I've gone onto the New Zealand Herald page. It's a beautiful picture of Cameron George. Um, it says, you get the first sentence. So Warriors interim coach Stacey Jones will remain on staff next season, along with current assistant Justin Morgan. Um, despite the struggles this season, incoming head coach Andrew Webster won't be making wholesale changes to the coaching staff. That's all I've got. It might delve into it a bit more and take some of the pressure off and say that they're just going to be involved in the coaching team and other avenues and not on the main roster. If Mark's still here, he's probably spoken to Cameron today and told her, got all the news. Um, but yeah, I'm sure that news will come out later and we'll probably get a bit more insight into it at the forum. So Jacko, I know I've ruined your week, but I'll probably make it worse next week when we talk about it more. But um, but yeah, that that's all I could see so far. So I might buy a, a premium thing for the Herald, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I was only joking, mate. Um, yeah, before we it's move not, on it's from, not that expensive. No, it's not. It's not. I don't pay for it, so I can't talk. Um, <laughs> before we move on from that game, yeah, for me, the writing, like you, like you said, the writing was very much on the wall for me on Team Naming Tuesday. It was just too random for me, and I don't know why you bench Curran and why Surinan's starting and and Aaron Pinney's number thirteen. Um, Obviously, Wade Egan at six. The balance just was all wrong, and it's it's completely random and completely different to what we've been throwing up recently. It's how could you expect us to go out there and perform? Um, but yeah, like you like you said, I love what Cam Murray done. He's one of my favourite players. Shame he did it against us, but um, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's move on, shall we? Saturday. Raiders versus Panthers, minus their halves pairing of Luai and Cleary. Uh, the Panthers still good, good enough to get it done, 26-6. to six. Uh, Four tries to one. Epicorosal, Stephen Crichton, Dylan Edwards, 
and the weak cut of dog, Jamin Salmon, with the tries. The Raiders with the sole try to Josh Papali'i. Uh, at home in Canberra, season on the line. Sorry, Simon, I know you're watching. But a bit of a, it's a bit of a missed opportunity, but I think it just shows even without even without the halves, the Panthers are still a fantastic side. They've still got every other piece of the puzzle. Um, Epi Coruscant at nine. Dylan Edwards, I thought, was out of this world. Um, yeah. I thought he stepped up big time. So there's still two pieces of your spine there that are really top tier. And then you put in um, Sean O'Sullivan. I think he's proven now with without Cleary there. He can do a job and, and get the ball out into the right places to, to their other very dangerous players and yeah, <laughs> even without these those two guys, I still think they're very much um, on course for a minor premiership. Yeah, you've basically covered all the points there. Um, so I'll just I'm going through my notes to see anything else that I can actually add. Um, yeah, I, I've just got here. They're a great. We lost Brad. He's gone all quiet. Yes, I, I was wondering what happened there. Oh no. The um. So uh, yeah, we'll get some move on to the next game then. Might have to. We didn't need Brad's thoughts on that anyway. I'm no. sure he'll catch up no. soon. So the next Saturday game was the Sharks over the Dragons, twenty-four to eighteen. Four tries to three. For the Sharks, Nico Hines, Braden Trindle, Teague Wilton, and Wade Graham with the tries. For the Dragons, Jack DeBellin, Monga, and Matthew Fengai. Sorry, Brad. While you, while you cut out there, we moved on to the next game. Are you there, buddy? I think Brad's got got too many um, windows running in his, on his well, computer. Simon said Brad stopped playing for the internet. yeah no herald no internet um so yeah i guess for that game um the sharks just keep marching on and and towards a potentially a top four spot for them so i think this one all but rules the dragons out of finals contention um it was 18 to 6 at halftime to the sharks who um again like they've just been doing it for most of the season now very professional against the pretty game dragon side but i think as brad likes to say um they're just not at that level um here he is tell us all yep. about your favorite side the dragons brad and uh, um yeah they just they're just not a good enough side to go up against top four sides as simple as See, that. i told you he'd say that yeah um, but yeah, Sharks had a great game. Um, Nico Hines was really good again. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think I, I mentioned earlier, but I thought Tarek Sims had a decent game bar of Simbining. Um, and it will be disappointed that that's his last game. Yeah, and I've really felt for Connor Tracy there because I think Connor Tracy's been really good in, uh, in the past few weeks. His form's been really great. Um, and he's been. He's been playing the house down and to get knocked out by Tarek Sims there. I almost felt sorry for Tarek Sims because I don't think he meant to do it, 
Um, although he has a bit of a reputation for such play, but you could tell he, he was very remorseful. He looked like he was almost on the ver- in the verge of tears. Um, I think he knew the writing was on the wall at, in that moment for his Dragons career, but yeah, never nice seeing a player get get knocked knocked cold like that. So yeah, I feel for Connor Tracy. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, um, I've just got my last note here. I don't know what else you covered, but I just said a poor season for the Dragons, and I'm not sure we're going to see them get any better next year. <laughs> Do you take that with a grain of salt? Because that's coming from Brad's mouth. Wooden spoon prediction here already for next year. Every year until I get it right. <laughs> and yeah, has Brad Payne's no, I think my flatmates decided to turn it off for some reason, um, which is always great when I'm I'm live on here. Um, but yeah. God, let's get into Sunday. Sunday. Cowboys over the Bulldogs 28 to 14, five tries to three. For the Cowboys, uh, the Griffin Neem, Chad Townsend, Luciano Leilua, and Scott Drinkwater with a double. For the Bulldogs, the Fox, Josh Adokar, Matt Burden, and Kyle Flanagan. It was 10 all at halftime. I think the final score probably a little flattering to the Cowboys, Brad, because I thought the Bulldogs made a very good fist of things and, and gave it a hell of a shake against uh, a t- you know, one of the top sides this year. Yeah, um, Bulldogs keep taking uh, sides to the limit. Um, the improvement I think they've shown under Mick Potter has been tremendous, which mm. why I still think it's crazy they just don't ask Potter to take over full-time next year. Yeah, why well, wouldn't um, you? I know we didn't talk about it in the news. There's still no news on who the coach is going to be, but they seem to be responding under Potter, so I just keep mm. them there. Um, Burton was great. Um, had the Cowboys sweating, I think. Um but the Cowboys did slowly start taking control over this match. And, um, you know, the last 20, they kind of pushed the score out a bit. Um, an interesting stat that I didn't have time to research further, but the Bulldogs ended this match without a single player running over 100 metres. Um, Paul Vaughan was the closest. He got 98, and I think Josh Jackson got 97. But I don't recall an NRL game where at least one player didn't get over 100. Um, but yeah, I think the Bulldogs will be reasonably happy with their season um, as it's coming to an end. Um, they look destined for the spoon, um, but have turned things around after they sack their coach. And um, I think they're going to be dangerous next season, which I think we both said last year, uh, last mm. week. Um, Cowboys, they just know how to win games. Um, their defense was great in the, the final um, hour of the match. Um, as I said, the Bulldogs, um, keeping all the Bulldogs under 100. Um, it's not an easy feat, but they did it. And Scott Drinkwater had another outstanding game, and it's hard mm. to believe that they were potentially willing to let him go um, at the start of the year. And just another good performance from probably my surprise team of the year. And we get to play them in a couple of weeks. Can't wait for that. Yeah. yeah. Should be fun. Awesome. <laughs> now, to the last Sunday game, which has been known to turn up a bit of a bludger in the past and didn't disappoint here. Knights against the Tigers. Knights edging this one 14-10. For the Knights, Inari Tuala with a double and Tex Hoy with the tries. For the Tigers, Brent Naden and Asu Kapoa with the the tries for the Tigers. Um, Yeah, Knights leading 14-0 at halftime. Didn't manage to score in the second half, and the Tigers 
not quite able to complete the comeback. Yeah, I've got not much to say on this one. I've got um, probably the game no one wanted to watch, um, a real sour way to end the round with two teams that are clearly um, just looking towards the off-season and a reset button for next year. Um, Knights did just enough right to get the win, but have so much to work on. They struggled defensively and couldn't keep hold of the ball. Tigers basically rinse and repeat what I just said about the Knights. Um, They are such a different team without Jack Hastings. Um, He directs them around the park so much better, and without them, they look lost. Um, But, yeah, they couldn't tackle and couldn't keep hold of the ball either. (laughs) It's what I do, Paul. Um, that, that's less than I have for anything else. That's all I have to say. They were it was horrible. Um, it, it, yeah, it was. The Tigers a bit of a fall from grace after what should have been two wins against top eight Queensland teams only turned out to be one thanks to well, we all know the, the refereeing at the end. The cheating, um, yeah, the dogs in the bunker. But yeah, a real return to classic Tigers there dropping this one to the Knights, who aren't much drop either. So let's end the round there, shall we? Yep. So we may as well bring up the tipping comp, if you can, Paul. Are you, are you there, Paul? I can tell you all I, I, I made some ground on bread. Yes, so because Richard has faith in the Panthers, and I didn't, and I backed the Raiders, he has edged it. Um, and got a, a bit closer. He ended the round um, with six out of eight. Simon and myself both got five out of eight. Um, so I am still leading 110 out of 160. Richard's only three behind um, on 107 out of 160. And then Simon at the at the end there, 103 out of 160. So um, it's still anyone's race. I'm, I'm being super thoughtful and careful on my picks because I'm trying to, trying to hold on to my mind a little lead here. Um, but yeah, at least it's close. Um, and we're, we're coming towards the end of it because we start again in the playoffs. So I don't have too much longer to hold on. But um, if you can bring up the ladder, Paul, um, not too many changes. A um, couple of teams went up. One team went down. Um, so Panthers are still at the top at first. Cowboys still second. Sharks still third. Storm still fourth. Um, uh, two teams, yeah. Parramatta have gone up to fifth. Rabbitohs have gone up to sixth. Uh, Broncos have gone down to seventh. Roosters stay where they are at eighth. Raiders stay where they are at ninth. Um, Seagulls stay where they are at tenth. Dragons 11th. Bulldogs 12. Knights went up to 13th, which saw the Warriors go down to 14th, um, now with the worst points conceded. Um, Then the Tigers are 15th. Titans 16th. Um, I did see a thing. I, I was meant to send it to Paul earlier, but they had um, NRL had done a, the best place and the worst place you could finish. So um, from 12 down, they have no chances of making the eight. 11 up still have a chance if they win and things go their way. Um, so we don't need to discuss it as much this time. Mm. Um, so thanks for the letter there, Paul. Do we have any questions? No, we've, we've kind of covered everything in the live chat as we've been uh, as we've been going along. Oh, yeah. So nothing there. Um, so <clears throat> my one might be a bit quicker than yours, so I'll go with mine first. Um, after another disappointing performance from the Warriors, what changes either on the field or off it would you make to get them back to winning? 
Well, we've Cameron's already changed. Probably, Cameron George is probably watching, so he get the notepad out, Cam. Um, we're we're winning, out winning this season or this season? Five years. Just time. this season. I just want to win before the year's done. Oh, so you're talking about for this season? If you want to go further, you can. Okay, now let's talk this season. Um, stop picking random teams on Tuesday. <laughs> that would be a start. Um, I'd love to see Dejan Arcee complete the year um, at number six, keeping Egan where he should be at number nine. Um I'd love to see our back row mix be made up of Curran, whether he's out on the edge or 13, but definitely not not coming off the bench. Yeah. yeah. Um, other than that, I think the, the back line started to get a bit, a bit more uh, where I'd like it to be. We saw an absence of Pompey, no, no disrespect to Pompey. Um, I like I I've preferred the look of the outside back makeup. Um but yeah, the rest of the team, less random selections. And it's it's really just gotta come down to the players after that, putting in effort and working for each other on defense, because the defense is is as we saw on the weekend, just so many holes and so many arm tackles and, and just shirt grabs and just lacked any sort of cohesion, which probably due to um, mixing and matching selection so often. So let's just pick a team that we run with to the end of the year and run with that injuries pending and just play with passion, play like you play like you mean it. Um, we saw in the Tigers game when they first came home for their first home game, at Mount Smart, we didn't do anything flash, just did the basics, ran super hard. Um, Montoya, Watinez, Lesniak, the back three running with lots of venom, everyone running and tackling hard and just working for each other. That's got to be our formula. And yeah, no, 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 Egan's at six and and Surinan starting. Let's <laughs> let's avoid that and just play with gusto and. After that, the result will, you know, it'll take care of itself whether we whether we win or not. At least we could be proud of a performance if we if we play with our hearts. Yeah, and Jacko says, forget winning the season's done. Blood some youngsters and fringe players. Drop players leaving at the end of the season. The biggest issue there, I actually looked at the Warriors team, including the injured ones. Most of the ones we have available um, that we could bring in are ones that are leaving. Mm. But um, yeah. I, basically, the team they've picked this week is the team I would stick with. Yeah. Um, moving forward, you know, is it going to win? Maybe not. But there, most there's not a lot of the guys leaving. Um, but we just don't have the stock on on pitch right now. Oh, we don't. To to get rid of, you know, Murchie's not signed on next year. Arcee's not signed on next year. Walsh is going. Aiken's going. You know, you take all of those guys out. We don't have the players to replace them with. Um, and then guys like Pride Peterson Rabadi, which you would like to blood, they're not signed next year either. So um, it's a horses for courses kind of thing. But yeah, the team they picked this week, I would stick with that. Um, but your question for me. Sure. I just wanted to talk about there was rumors that 
Isaiah Papali'i wanting to backflip on the Tigers and potentially not so for Parramatta, but also us as a possibility of him coming home to the Warriors um, for family reasons and, and, and whatnot. So if he were to get out of his contract, he signed with the Tigers and return to us here, the Warriors, how would you feel about that? Would you be comfortable signing him, even if that, even if that meant he's backflipping on, on a contract he's already signed at the Tigers? Yeah, I'm feeling very hypocritical because I kind of, we, when this rumor first came out about him backflipping and staying with Parramatta, <laughs> yeah. I said, I said, no, he's got to stick with his contract. And so it's did I. Yeah. Um, it's his fault for um, signing so far out, throwing the worries in the mix. I'm like, oh, no, yeah, but I'll take him. Um, <laughs> so I feel very hypocritical. I personally think he needs to go to the Tigers. If he was coming to the Warriors, I'm not going to say no. I'm not stupid. Unfortunately, Cameron George is. Um, he has come out and said, no, it's not happening. Um, but I think we were talking earlier today and said that legally you're not meant to be approaching players anyway. So yeah. there might be cloak and daggers and um, smoke and mirrors and all the like, and they might be having a conversation. Um, Jack has said the Kepri brothers, yeah, they could come into the Warriors side. I, I th- I'd like to see them. I think they're going to be featuring heavily next year um, unless the new coach decides he doesn't like them and doesn't use them. Who knows? Um, but there was a tweet today um, going back to Papali'i. Um, Clint Newton, the CEO of the Rugby League Players Association, has had a comment. I've never seen this comment before, and it would have been great to be used on a few players earlier this year. But he has said that the players commission or association have told Papali'i and his management team to honour the contract. Our expectations of players and also clubs is that they honour their contracts. So he's saying that now, but how many players have broken contracts this year alone? Um, Mm. So interesting there. But um, yeah, I personally think he should go to the Tigers. Um, You know, he signed a deal. We should stick with them. But yeah, if he ended up at the Warriors, I'm not going to say no. Um, but yeah, I think Tigers need him the most. Um, it'd be great to have him. I'm not saying the Warriors don't need him, but out of the three teams talking right now, the Tigers desperately need him. Um, so yeah, he's just got that ploy of being able to say he's homesick and want to come back to New Zealand. Um, it's the interesting thing to break a contract that seems to work because that's used a lot against the Warriors. Um, yeah. So, and Ch- uh, Chance is using it to come to the Warriors next year. So, um, yeah, that's really the only way. I don't see them saying you can stay with Parramatta. Um, the Tigers won't allow that, but the Tigers won't want to be the club that denies him coming home if he misses his family and his mm. partner who lives here. So that is really the only way out of it. Um, it's going to be interesting in the next couple of weeks to see what happens. But um, yeah. that's it. Some really insightful questions there um, by by yours truly. So um, we may as well go into round 22 and our picks. Simon gave me the picks earlier on. I just need yours, Richie. So um, first up on Thursday, we had the Panthers Storm. I've gone with the Panthers. Simon's gone with the Storm. I've gone with the Panthers. I've gone with the Panthers. I was all on Panthers until Hughes, you know. Um, next up is the Warriors Bulldogs. Um, Simon has gone with the Warriors. I have gone with the Bulldogs. 
Owen Bulldogs. Bulldogs. It's good to I see. Just, I think they're just playing too well. They're playing better than us at the moment. It's Sorry good to, to see the, the Raiders fan is backing our team. Um, good man, Simon. Yeah, I appreciate that, Simon. Uh, next up is Eels Rabbitohs. Simon and myself both picked Rabbitohs. I went Rabbitohs too. Yeah, so Eels, the, Eels are inconsistent. The, this is their last week. Yeah, it has to be. Um, yeah. Next up is Roosters Cowboys. Simon and myself have both picked the Cowboys. Oh, I've gone the other way. I went Roosters. Roosters. All right, so I'm going to get one ahead again. Um, Tigers, Sharks. Uh, Simon and myself both picked Sharks. Sharks, yeah. And Broncos, Knights. Um, we have both picked the Broncos. Broncos has to be. Yep. Has to be. Um, Raiders, Dragons. We have both picked the Raiders. Yeah, at home. More and more to play for. Well, Raiders, Dragons still have a slight chance, but no, I think Raiders have got to be Raiders. Yeah. I think if they lose this one, their chances all look gone, I think, yeah. if the calculations are right. And then the final game, Seagulls, Titans. Um, we have both gone Seagulls. I'm already writing in yours because I know what you're going to say. Yeah, Manly. Yeah. yeah. So um, you and I, uh, Simon's got a few different from us, but you and I have the Roosters Cowboys different and that's it. But yeah, Simon has got the Storm and Warriors games different to both of us. So um, should be interesting and hopefully I can keep my edge. Um, if not, you'll get one more point closer potentially. Hopefully. Um, so Super League. There were no changes on the ladder. St. Helens are still leading with Wigan in second, Uddersfield third, and Catalans fourth. Toulouse um, lost again, so they're still in last. But we had um, Toulouse losing to Hull KR 22-16. Uddersfield defeated Hull FC 22-16. Wigan defeated Warrington 32-6. St. Helens defeated Castleford 20-12. Leeds defeated Salford 34-14. And Catalans defeated Wakefield 20 to 16. Um, round 23 for the Super League sees Warrington facing Toulouse, Castleford versus Catalans, Hull KR versus Leeds, Salford versus Uddersfield, Hull FC versus St. Helens, and Wakefield versus Wigan. So, unfortunately, I think Toulouse will have another loss here, which will keep them at the bottom. Um, but Wigan will do their best to help them out by doing a big loss against a uh, big win over Wakefield. Um, but anything else you want to add, Richie or Paul? No, not really. Thanks to oh, everybody for, for chatting. Thanks to Paul. Thanks to you, Brad, for um, not dropping out with your internet too often. <laughs> not too often. It doesn't happen a lot. I'll, I'll, no. sit, I'll sit the flatmates down for another team meeting. Um, yeah. But, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for tuning in tonight and joining us on the Stand Up with Brad and Richie. For your weekly update on Rugby League, tune into our show next week, Wednesday at 8pm um, on Facebook or at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Cheers again for joining me, Richie and Paul, for all your work in the background. And good night, everyone. Good night. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.